Modern medicine is advancing at faster speeds than ever before. Yet the world still sees the healthcare experience as difficult and dated. The Real Chemistry podcast shares interviews with industry leaders who are innovating in healthcare. Join Real Chemistry's Chief Marketing Officer, Aaron Strout, as he explores how AI and ideas can come together to transform healthcare into what it should be. Hello, this is Aaron Strout, Chief Marketing Officer of Real Chemistry and host of the Real Chemistry podcast. Today, we have a special edition of the show where we announce that we have acquired a company called Avant Healthcare. And as part of that, we are going to be interviewing my colleague, Suzanne Jacobs, who is the lead of our newly formed medical group. Uh, We brought Suzanne and team into the fold back in November of 2019 when we acquired her company, ISO Health. And we will be joined by our newer colleague, who is Trina Stoner. She's a registered nurse and also the chief customer officer and president of Avant Healthcare. Together, Suzanne and Trina will be co-leading Real Chemistry's medical group, and uh, we'll be splitting duties between London and Carmel, Indiana. So with that, we are going to talk a little bit today about what this new acquisition means, uh, how it creates a one plus one equals three situation with our 450 plus medical experts. And we'll talk a little bit about what both Trina and Suzanne see in the world to come. Uh, Some very interesting answers, a lot of fun with these two very smart women, and we hope that you will enjoy the show as much as I enjoyed the show. All right. Well, I'm thrilled to be here with you both. And today we have some exciting news. As I mentioned in the pre-intro, I won't steal the thunder. We'll get into that, although I've already stolen the thunder a little bit. But I do like to ask everyone that comes on the show a little bit about how they got started in healthcare. Uh, always interesting to find their backstory and what motivated them. So Suzanne, why don't we start with you? How did you get into healthcare? Well, they say that you never forget a good teacher. And uh, the reason I got into healthcare goes back to my days at school that I absolutely gravitated towards science uh, and to the science teachers. And then from there, went on to study life sciences at university. And throughout that couple of years at university, I was pretty certain that I wanted to join the pharmaceutical industry and particularly work in drug discovery within oncology. Um, I had personal family experiences of family members going through cancer treatments. And, you know, my raison d'etre was really to work on breakthrough oncology medicines. And I think that still stays with me today. I really enjoy working in oncology and it's been amazing watching the transformation across cancer care. Well, that's a great answer. Thank you, Suzanne. And uh, you're probably one of the more straight line path people I've interviewed in terms of how you got into the business, you'd be surprised at how many people take more of a crooked path as they come in. Uh, so Trina, let's find out about you and and see how you made it into the world of healthcare. Well, I won't disappoint because I have more of a crooked path on how I uh, <laughs> how I got to where I am today. But I was going to have a similar answer to where I started. And I, I really go back to eighth grade or fifth grade. I was always fascinated with the heart. And I remember in fifth grade for Christmas, I got a model heart to put together. And then in eighth grade, I loved my science teacher. 
Um, but I, instead of doing basic science, I had, I wanted the path of clinician and medicine. I started off as a ICU nurse at a university hospital and then went to for my advanced practice provider, clinical specialist, and spent time in clinical research. And a background of there then took me to a um, major pharmaceutical company for oh, a long time in sales and marketing and U.S. and global, and then brought me here to Avant. Well, I love that. And I think that anytime you can spend time walking in the shoes of a healthcare practitioner, HCP, you better understand the target audience. And it really helps you understand the mindset and the issues they deal with. So uh, and that will be some good foreshadowing to what we'll talk about a little bit later. But part of why we are here today, as I mentioned in the upfront, is that we have some exciting news. So Trina, your company, Yvonne Healthcare, is joining forces with Real Chemistry. So yay, we're very excited about that. And hopefully everyone now has heard the news, but would like to tell our listeners a little bit more about what this means. And, you know, as background, I know you're both similarly minded and not surprising the two of you sort of have similar backgrounds and a passion for science. But let's start by talking a little bit about what this means for both of our organizations. Well, I'm happy to share we are very excited at Avant. Um, we have today, um, we are 30 years that we've been delivering on medical education and our 30-year anniversary, and we've continued to grow. We've evolved, but next-gen medical education, the bar continues to change, and it it gets higher and higher. It moves quicker than you know. you can sometimes feel like you can keep up with. So we know that, and we've always known that, additional partners with expertise will always make us better. So we are excited that we can join our premier organization and the way we deliver medical education and metafairs and even promotional AOR business with a company like Real Chemistry, who is a leader in everything that they do and really believe that this allows us to help achieve even more in the not only what we do, but the how we do it. Thank you, Trina. Now let's drill a little bit more into this because we know that the audience for this podcast is a lot of our colleagues, clients, and partners. So this is a question probably for both of you. Real Chemistry does great work. Avant does great work. We're both combining forces. Let's look over the next couple of weeks what can people start to expect as we get going in this new partnership? Well, I would just share that, you know, like Real Chemistry, we have significant um, deep scientific acumen, as well as a lot of bit of clinical acumen of healthcare professionals. We have killer creative and strategy, but I think where we can continue to benefit from Real Chemistry will be all the data and analytics powerhouse that real chemistry as they, and I believe we've all watched real chemistry, you own the field in that. And that data is so critical in how we build medical education so that it can be very real time and provide that, I would say, universe of understanding of education that our healthcare professionals require. I believe what this also means is that we have been predominantly a U.S.-based organization. We have done some global work, 
but not to the extent that global present and footprint that real chemistry has that we are very excited about. And I would think the third thing is just the, it's not only the depth that real chemistry has in data and analytics and global presence, but it's also the breadth of all the services. And when you look at, you know, between many other different types of agency offerings that real chemistry has, I'm sure that that really provides an opportunity for our clients who also desire more in that end-to-end offering. And so coming together, I think, you know, our expertise in promotional medical education, we have done it well, a 30-year standing with very loyal and amazing clients that we can bring that with our understanding and expertise to real chemistry, but then this blend of all that real chemistry has built on their expertise. So Suzanne, I'm going to flip the switch here and say, you've been here for a few years now. What are you looking forward to? And what does this bring to your team and our clients in the next two weeks, month, through the rest of the year? Yeah, so I've I've been in Trina's position before being integrated into the real chemistry teams. And, you know, over the last four and a half years, you know, we've continued to offer more for our clients and try to deliver more end-to-end medical communications. But I think truly now with Avant, we can really do that. I feel that we can be market leaders in certain aspects of medical communications. Scientific strategy is some that both of our teams are, are really strong on. Trina's mentioned creativity, and I think creativity is going to be more and more important as um, you know the number of content channels that physicians are exposed to. We need a really strong creative to be able to stand out. So by bringing our scientific visualization teams or generative AI teams and creatives who really understand medical communications, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, another aspect is, um, you know, medical congresses are back, like post-pandemic, everyone is back at congresses. And again, advanced team is particularly strong on this aspect. And similarly with the real chemistry teams, you know, we are at every medical congress throughout the year. We've just had lots of teams at ASCO, GI and GU. And this is something that I think both teams can really start to elevate. And I'm looking forward to bringing both of those teams together. And I think we're going to add a little bit of extra magic into the marketplace together. We always love extra magic. And one of the things I'd like to speak about, which is probably the opposite of magic, but we had this thing called a pandemic back in uh, 2020. It's lasted up until the last year or so. It changed a lot of the way the rules work and how we communicate with each other, with HCPs, et cetera. So Suzanne, let's talk about COVID and how the changes have sort of impacted our industry. Yeah, so obviously information is really easy to access now. You know, you put a scientific question into an AI platform and you get, you know, a reasonably intelligent, well thought through response with data, with aspects for patients to consider. So we have to work harder with our communications. Our communications need to be smarter than ever now post-pandemic. So that higher level of sophistication with targeting is going to be important. I mean, no one has any extra time in their lives. So by ensuring that we're targeting, you know, the right physicians to really help and support them 
you know, to make the right decisions for patients is vital. So having clear segmentation strategies, strong physician personas is important before we even start to think about generating any content and then deciding on, you know, what channel we're going to use that content on. So I really think post-pandemic, we have to help our physicians more than ever. And I, I believe that with both companies coming together, you know, again, we'll we'll be more creative. We'll look at stronger channels that we'll both use together. And um, it's going to be exciting. But ultimately, both companies' ethos is, you know, support our physicians. Support our physicians to do the right things for patients. And I, you know, I find that during a recent integration meeting that we had, that we were both completely aligned on our philosophies on healthcare and why we do what we do. Yeah, and I would add what COVID, well, COVID taught us so many things, but from an agency, we need to give options. People expect it. And, you know, with the world the way it is, some people are going to want to go live to, you know, Congresses are back and they're heavy, you know, and some of our HCPs might want to go one day, but then the other three days of the Congress, they want to ensure that they are having that same interactive, immersive experience, meeting them, as we all talk about in the in the biz, uh, meeting them where they are. But I don't think what has changed is also that, you know, human to human connection. We used to call our medical education peer to peer, and it has evolved. But you know, there are still the, you know, so many interests, um, I would say, in the U.S., which we still see from, you know, many HCPs is they want to have that live interaction also and be able to talk about patients just like they have for many years in the boardroom, in the cafeteria, in the physician or nurses lounges, in the pharmacy. So we need to still provide those and give options. And I think with technology, and understanding the personas and preferences, we'll be able to do that even better together. Great answers from both of you. I have a couple more questions that I want to ask, and then we'll get into the fun sort of rapid answer questions. Petrina, you mentioned something that actually both of you did, and I think there's an opportunity here to help dispel some myths, right? We keep hearing about AI, and while it's been around for a while, this new flavor of it called generative AI is getting people excited and maybe a little bit more nervous. I do want to highlight the fact that with these 450 experts we have, this is going to be a nice complement to the technology piece of it. And just for order of magnitude, that 450 people is somewhere between 20 to 25% of our overall staff here. So why don't we talk a little bit about how this is going to be a plus and how we plan to work with AI and what it really means to the business. You know, what, what we're trying to do now is ensure that our, you know, our teams, our writers, our strategists, all of our client uh, service individuals are equipped and comfortable, confident with AI technologies. So within, you know, the RC platforms, we do have workspace, we have writer, and it's really important that our internal teams um, utilize all of the, you know, the AI capabilities and a lot of the team are a lot younger than I am, so they're already way more adapt at this. So I think, first of all, we have to ensure that across both of our organizations, all these 450 
individuals feel really, really comfortable uh, with the technologies. Is it going to help, you know, support and have savings uh, for clients in the future? Well, you know, it should do, but we're not there yet in terms of, you know, the full range and capabilities. We absolutely still need these skilled human beings. And what's most exciting for Trina and I is that we are bringing together 450 individuals, you know, with scientific brains, healthcare brains, individuals that are going to work together, you know, have stronger capabilities, stronger offerings, you know, when we bring everyone together. And what Avant have been really strong on is um, in neuroscience and immunology. And, you know, some of the RC teams have been super strong, you know, within other areas, oncology, ophthalmology, et cetera. So, you know, we're bringing those individuals together and that's something that we have to do on a personal level, not on a technical level. Yeah, I agree with everything Suzanne said. This is not a replace. This is an augmentation. And we've talked about this, you know, in our organization about the role and the role of AI being a tool for our employees. It's been used in drug development and in so many things we do. But this generative and, you know, this more of this kind of content decision making, but it still needs to be relevant. And that is what our clients are ensuring, demanding to say, help us provide things better for their HCPs that they are providing education for. Make sure that it's insightful and it's the human connection. There is something about still knowing those insights of a healthcare professional in the day-to-day in front of patients. And that is, you know, a critical aspect that will never go away. And I'm sure real chemistry, as well as we do, you know, have many relationships with key opinion leaders across the world. And we've known them for years. Uh, We are respected and work with our clients to gather those insights and work together on, you know, creation of education. And that's, that is not going to change, but just get better from all the tools that uh, we're able to, and our teams are able to utilize. Trina, you said something critically important there, and that is the R word, right? Relationships. And the fact that AI, at least for now, while it might be able to help us with relationships, it's not a proxy for connecting with people. And I think people don't inherently trust AI bots to reach out to them. So it really does matter that we have human beings that are smart and experienced and know people in general. So with that said, I do want to look out into the future a little bit as we get to our final couple of questions and would love to get both of you to answer, what are you seeing over the next six to 12 months and what are you most looking forward to? Suzanne, why don't we start with you? So the, you know, the healthcare landscape is dramatically changing. These new technologies, AI, precision medicine, digital pathology, telehealth. So I think we've talked about personalized medicine for a long time now, but really we are moving into territories that treatments, medications are tailored much more than ever to individual genetic profiles, not population genetics. So, I mean, that's incredibly exciting. And then, of course, we've talked about AI from our perspective, but, you know, from a clinician's perspective, you know, some of these AI algorithms are actually 
diagnosing diseases before patients even have symptoms. So that's a world where we're actually moving into preventative medicine, you know, and that's that's the holy grail that then, you know, when we're we're looking at preventing diseases and diagnosing patients faster than ever before. So for us in the medical communication space, you know, our world is is changing. That's what makes it exciting. That's why I love it. It's just to continue to evolve and help, you know, help support our physicians and increase our own scientific capabilities, you know, throughout our careers as well. That's really smart, Suzanne. I love that answer. Trina, how about you? What are you looking forward to? What I'm most always excited about is I love every day looking at scientific developments. What's going to happen in the next six months? What new options and therapeutics are going to be approved for patients and help healthcare professionals? Just as I'm sitting here, you know, you always have these updates on clinical trial results and one just popped up, you know, which I, I saw yesterday or this week was gene therapy restores a child's hearing. I mean, no, I'm not, we're not working in child's hearing right now, but just the possibilities. And it's so exciting that we get to work in a field where every day there's developments that can help people in the world. And that's what's super exciting. Trina, that's funny. I saw that same story and had the exact same reaction. It's really all about the art of the possible and the fact that all of these things can make massive changes to our lives in terms of living healthier and improved lives. So thank you both for that. We are really looking forward to bringing all of our, our leadership teams together as well and you know, embracing each other's uh, cultures. I'm going to have to up my game on my you know, American football rules and teams. Trina's going to keep me honest. She tells me that I've got to support the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, there's, you know, a small thing coming up called the Super Bowl. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, embracing additional U.S. culture. And similarly for Trina, you know, she's already promised me that she will adopt uh, Manchester City uh, as her <laughs> team and, uh, and pay us a visit uh, to the, the new office that we have in Manchester. I thought I was just supposed to select a Premier League team. I didn't know I was for sure had one assigned to me. So this is the part where I do want to get into a little bit more of the personal questions. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about someone who inspired you in the healthcare industry over the course of your career. I'm sure there are many people, but maybe you could give us one example or whatever you're thinking about that. I wouldn't say it's one. For me, it's those bench scientists that inspire me. They are the ones that we don't know, you know, I, I think maybe it helped, you know, working in clinical research. I saw it working at a, you know, major pharmaceutical company in the research labs. You know, they're not right now in the glory, but that every day they're trying to, you know, help with the future and trying again in the scientific method. So anyone who's working in the lab right now and developing new treatments and discovering um, to help patients is is my big inspire. Wow. Love that. So selfless of you. Suzanne? Well, I, I think for me, the, you know, the physicians on, on the front line, uh, Aaron, you've had my husband, Michael Jacobs, on the podcast before. And, you know, he's recently stopped practicing medicine, but the way that his team 
managed patients during the Ebola outbreak, the dedication that they had. You know, it was a, a moment where they were potentially risking their own lives, although my husband said that he never was, that he knew exactly what he was doing. But, you know, that was unbelievable to watch and the world watching at that moment as well. But recently, uh, my mum was diagnosed with early stage lung cancer and the speed that the respiratory physicians and a, a super talented surgeon worked collectively together, you know, to save my mum's life. So um, have a huge amount of respect for, you know, what our, our physicians are doing uh, day in, day out. So sorry to hear about your mom, Suzanne. I'm happy that she's getting her treatment that she needs. Uh, and thank you for sharing that. And I'm not surprised that both of you picked such lovely answers and such, um, you know, well thought through answers. Once a nurse, always a nurse. And, you know, I think about all of the nurses, physicians, clinical pharmacists, any type of anyone in the hospital who works 24-7 and available, you know, through COVID, we recognize the heroes, but it's been, it was before COVID, it will continue while we're sleeping, while we're traveling, we're all on vacation. Um, patients need to be cared for, but they need also, you know, as healthcare professionals need information and new education to be able to do that in the middle of the night and do surgeries and, and safe lives. Yeah, Trina, that's a great ad. Um, I do want to go to a question that I started asking at the beginning of the pandemic, trying to look to the future and hope and optimism. So the thing that I've been asking is if you had one wish, it could be fun, it could be serious, personal, professional, any wish, what would it be and why? So I think, Aaron, other than women ruling the world, um, then I think it's that that fear opportunity for all children to have a, a stronger, a stronger education. Um you know, I think better provisions in our education system, you know, throughout the world are absolutely vitally important. You know, it breaks my heart when you know that young girls in countries can't attend school. Um, and we don't know if we're, you know, we're not educating the next scientists, the next Nobel Prize winners in some of these countries. So that would be my wish uh, is to have a stronger education throughout the world for equal, equal opportunities. Well, amen to women ruling the world because guys have had their shot and haven't done a particularly good job. So I'm in full support of that. Trina, how about your wish? Oh, yeah, guys aren't going to want to include this. I went a different way on this question. Outside of, you know, humanity of peace and love, of course, always my wish. But I became a little bit more fun on this question and probably more about me versus the world. But I was wanting Kansas City to win another Super Bowl. And the other wish is that cookies and milk were good for me. Well, Trina, the beauty of that is I did say personal or professional, fun or serious. And so I think we could all use a little levity. And based on the the beauty of the the answers that you've already given, I think the fact that you want your team to win the Super Bowl and you want milk and cookies to be healthy for you is totally fine. I would wholeheartedly endorse both of those. Uh, don't tell my San Francisco-based friends. And um, I want to wrap up with sort of a final question. This is the one I've been asking for all of the podcasts. And that is, imagine you're on a proverbial deserted island. You don't have to worry about how the technology works. You can pick one album to listen to. 
and only one album, which would you pick? Trina, why don't we start with you? Queen's Greatest Hits. Wow, that's a good one. Also one of my favorites. Suzanne? So I will forever be a massive George Michael fan. Uh, I love to have a kitchen disco and I love to weep over uh, George's emotional music. So I think I would cheat and I would probably take Ladies and Gentlemen uh, with me to the deserted island because it's a double album. So not cheating at all for either of you. I didn't give those stipulations. Sometimes I ask for no greatest hits or I don't think I've ever told people they can't take a double album. I would say that's actually smart because you get double the fun. Uh, but obviously good answers from both of you. Great uh, artists on both sides. And with that, I do appreciate you both being on. We're so excited about this going forward, looking to great things together. And let's see how the next six to 12 months play out. Hopefully some of your predictions come true. Trina, good luck on the Super Bowl. Many of us will be pulling for you again. Some of my San Francisco <laughs> colleagues, not as much. I just want to say thank you both so much. This has been a true pleasure. Appreciate all of the honest answers and making everyone here wiser and smarter. Thank you both so much. Thanks, Eric. Want more episodes of The Real Chemistry Podcast? Subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. We post a new episode every Thursday. Visit realchemistry.com for more info.